Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We're excited about tonight's show. This is John Massengill sitting in studio with Jonathan Green. Don't start that. And Les Kaiser. You're not on the tower. You can't do that. Okay. Hey, I want to tell you guys what we got on the show. My impersonation's better anyway. Oh, no! Oh, mayhem! <laughs> That's it! Uh, I think yeah. the guy that did it across worldwide audiences, uh, he, he may not have done it better, but he definitely did it bigger. Yeah, yeah. Good try. Um, tonight's show, we've got, we got Hannah Zeller. Not that you Zeller. don't mean the world to us. Hannah Zeller's coming on. That's and, good news. Yeah, young American uh, this is cool. Formula car driver. What was she in, F3 or F4? F4. In, F4 this year, but... Her big news is that she's been invited to compete for the W Series. Yeah, and I'm interested to get her take on that because it it is quite controversial. We heard from Sophia uh, Flush the other week, uh, who I'm glad to say is on her way home, or is it already home? I saw a picture of her uh, tweeted right. out on Speed City. She was with Daniel Ricciardo yeah, bump, uh, bumping into each other in, uh, in, the, in airport. the airport. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, this this is a really interesting story. It's actually kind of dominating social media in the motorsports world right now among among women Drivers, there's, there's no consensus here. Some of them are saying, and, and I think well, let, they're, it's very controversial. Let's put it that way. Do you want to get into it now, or do you want to tell us everybody else what, I, what, what's coming up? I think, I, yeah, let's talk about what's coming up, and then we'll. I mean, we'll talk about that with her. We got her coming on in about fifteen minutes. But before and, we talk to her, I want to explain what it is and why it's interesting. Yeah, and and all the stories behind it. So. Uh, but we've got, you know, we want to talk a little bit about everything tonight. There's a few handful of Formula One stories, a little recap of the season. Of course, we got IndyCar coming to Austin. We can't, oh, I, I yeah. can't keep thinking about that. So we got them coming in March. But we got lots of stories from the off season right now that we're talking about. So, uh, and and of course, that's going to be the big topic for tonight is talking about the Hannah Zellers and the W Series. But but let's talk about just some, a couple things that have happened, like. Les, you want to talk about Alonzo's pursuit of the Triple Crown. Oh, man, the Triple Crown. We'll, we'll get into this because I think it's really a, a, an amazing thing. We talk about the Triple Crown, and, and you know, recently we had Brianna Corn with the Triple Cross. The Triple Crown is a really worldly accomplishment for somebody, and that is to win the Indianapolis 500, to also win the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and to win the Monaco Grand Prix. It's uh, no small feat. Think of the three different genres of racing that are there. And there are very few people that have done it. In fact, Just Graham one. Hill, <laughs> that makes a short list out of it. <laughs> Graham Hill, 
won the Indy in 1966, the Le Mans in 72, <laughs> and he won the Monaco 63, 4, and 69, as well as being a world F1 champion in 62 and 68. He is the only guy to knock that out and hit it. Now, we've got a few close calls in some of the others, but uh, quite honestly, Fernando Alonso is the only one that has Le Mans and the Grand Prix and a world champion F1 driver at this time. That's true. I saw, to be fair though, I saw Juan Pablo Montoya win in Monaco. I was there that day. Uh, he's also won the Indy 500, and he could easily be picked up for Le Mans. For Le Mans, that's true. That's right. He won the uh, Indy in 2000 and in 15. He won Monaco in 2003, so he's missing one more swing at it, and that's to go to Le Mans. Oh, you know, that's that's actually, we've talked about this before. It's just been a while. There's been so much crazy talk about Alonso, and it, but uh, Juan Pablo could easily yeah, yeah. do that at Le Mans in whatever class, right? I mean, it, does it have to be the premier, um, you know, the LMP1 or the... <laughs> Hey, yeah, I think it's got to be the... Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's got to be there. it have an asterisk is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's... Well, uh, he's not entering GT. I might do. Why not? Why not? He could do it. I think that would be an excellent thing. I'd love to see that come around just so that we pick up. We've got the potential for two guys that are currently on grid to hit it. So that's pretty big. Yeah, right. I think I think Alonso will have... I mean, now Alonso's going to concentrate on it. And he may go back to Formula 1, but uh, the way he drove last year was remarkable, uh, frankly. Um, and he led for a lot of laps before that, that Honda engine let him down. Yeah, but I would argue that it's, you know, to win the Indy 500, it, to me, if you oh, find... I mean, ask Tony Canaan. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's This is a harder shot, yeah. you know, with Juan Pablo already having won the Indy 500. So I think his he's actually got a better shot at the Triple Crown. You think he's going to call up Toyota? Then? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's exactly, not coming back. If you think about it. You know, if he could somehow, I don't. You know, I don't know how he's a, he's a badass, so he might be able to get a seat. I but. interviewed uh, Montoya last year at the 500, and he was there with his son. And I kind of brought it up, and he sort of said, "Ah, you know," he kind of he waved it off and was back to talking about his son, who's on the way up. Um, he's karting at the moment, so. Um, I don't know. Juan Pablo doesn't strike me as somebody who wants a factory drive in, in uh, WEC at the moment. But you never know. It's true. Well, yeah. you know, there there were some inter- interesting things going on with uh, Fernando this week. They did the seat swap with Jimmy Johnson. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Very cool. So uh, Was that a four-year-old IndyCar? That's I mean, right. Thir- car? It was, it was uh, a 2013 yeah. Yeah. V8 sounded McLaren. Good. Uh, sounded great. You know, And that's because of the restrictions around having any F1 car that's a very recent running for something like that. They just don't allow it. But uh, he and Jimmy Johnson were uh, paired up to swap cars. Jimmy brought one of his NASCARs to him. And, uh, you know, some very impressive driving, honestly, by both of them. But uh, I'm going to say Alonzo wins by eclipsing uh, Jimmy Johnson's lap by more than four seconds in the NASCAR. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he pretty much stomped it. Now, I'm going to say... Alonzo also has a lot more experience on that track than Jimmy Johnson did. But, uh, but, but let's look at what, uh, what Fernando did. Fernando goes through and manages to, uh, excuse me, Jimmy gets within two tenths of Fernando using that old car. Yeah, so, that, that was. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know we don't follow and talk NASCAR much, but uh, Jimmy Johnson's pretty solid on that. Now, 
before that time and session was over, there was a lot of speculation as far as uh, what these two are up to. Jimmy has hinted that he'd be willing to join Fernando in a sports car if they want to go to Daytona. Yeah. A little late for that, but uh, he's interested in pairing up with Fernando Alonso in one of the big races. So uh, we'll see how that goes. The other, Fernando uh, is saying that he's definitely enjoying some sports car driving. That NASCAR was not considered sports car by any means. Uh, As uh, (laughs) Kurt Busch said, wrestling a bear. Yeah, it's a big difference for him. Uh, Fernando hinted at some interest. uh, You know, he's going to own one of the uh, undercard series teams, but he's hinted at interest in IMSA an Australian V8 supercar. I think the list is shorter of what he's not interested in. Yeah, and I I hope. I mean, he's the kind oh, of guy yeah. now. I hope he just throws his, you know, throws his helmet at anything. I mean, why not? I mean, I'd love to see him. I mean, Scott Dixon's talked about doing an Xfinity run. I mean, you know, why not? Just it's motorsport, you know. Hey. <laughs> Go. <laughs> you bet. Uh, another item that was alluded to is Jimmy Johnson, you know, runs out of contract in 2020 in his ride. <laughs> and as a pretty Pretty bluntly said, that's the end of his run for NASCAR. Well, he yeah, he can't win any more titles. <laughs> well, he's just, he's just giving Chad Canass a job there. Apparently, he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently, he's done a little hinting and has been found browsing around the IndyCar teams. He says he wants to do the five hundred, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, I could see that. I would love to see that. Well, and I think yeah, it'd be great. why not? Yeah, he could do it's it. The same as Alonso. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Alonso needs a teammate at McLaren. There you go. There you go. I still think Hartley's the right guy. Oh, Hartley. That's a much New Zealand team. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, uh, with Hartley, you know, we mentioned last week, he definitely got the boot out of Toro Rosso. Uh, Out of Formula One, yeah. Yeah, he is out. And so uh, there's been a lot of speculation and rumors where he's headed next. Formula E is definitely on the list, as it is with most anybody that steps out of Formula One and doesn't go to a microphone. It uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, but, if he doesn't go to Formula E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't go to a microphone, he goes to Formula E. Yeah. And so, uh, but the other thing, uh, personally, I can say face to face, when he and I were speaking last uh, year and a half ago, when I got to go on the ride around the track with him in the Porsche, uh, I, I was talking with him about it, and he said he would love to get in an Indy car. Mm-hmm. Imagine. That's been Jonathan's Hartley. dream all all yeah. year. When it, what Hartley in an oh, Indy well, Yeah, and I do think he. I think he would be unbelievably successful. Um, well, I think the personality. He, he's obviously skilled. Yeah, it didn't show well this year. But honestly, I have a real hard time blaming him for much of what went on this year. No, I agree. Uh, I think he's a very, oh, yeah. good, very good driver, uh, and he's still young oh. enough. I mean, gosh, um, you know, <laughs> Honda loves him. Honda themselves love him because of his technical aptitude around the power plant. Yeah. To me, that that is uh, prime for Honda saying, hey, Indy folks, we've got a driver we'd like to put in. Let's work something out. By the way, talking of Formula One, and uh, as we all know, they did a two-day test uh, in Abu Dhabi uh, at the Yas Marina. And after those two days of test results, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari was the fastest man, a 1364 uh, Pierre Gasly uh, in the Red Bull. Uh, Lance Stroll, surprisingly, in a point-force India car, was third fastest. Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes. 
um, finishes off his year as fourth fastest with guys that have never been in their cars before, so that was good. Uh, not. Uh, Carlos <laughs> Sands uh, was fifth in the McLaren. Uh, Markloff, Artem Markloff, the junior driver for Renault, he was in action, uh, the, the Russian. George Russell, who's just joined Williams, was seventh quickest. Daniel Kvyat was in action as well. Oh, and right, of course, yeah. he's making his return. That's going to be an interesting story. It is. That will be um, very interesting. Because, you know, as the, as the kid, as the wonder kid still got it, we wonder. Uh, he's had a, and then uh, Luis Delatraz uh, was a Haas driver. So Haas has got some interesting signings, including Fiddy Paldi. Uh, and Robert Kubica rounded out the top 10 in the Williams. So it's it's quite a few changes next year. You said, surprisingly, when you said Lance Stroll, did you mean that was, he was fourth or that he. I know you were, <laughs> I know you were joking, but it, that, that he was fourth or that he was in a, a Force India car. <laughs> yeah, I that, was being that, sarcastic. That was the, the, uh, the worst breaking news story that I've ever seen. I think who didn't know that on yeah, the planet? But, right. Yeah. Right. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do a little prep about the W Series, the Women's Series. And then we're going to have Hannah Zellers live in about 10 minutes. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. The Austin East KOA Campground, just 15 minutes from Circuit of the Americas and downtown Austin, and just two minutes from the Travis County Expo Center and Central Texas Fishing in Decker Lake. Featuring amenities for every style of camping, from tent sites to luxury RV pull-throughs and cabins, plus a pool, showers, and laundry. Nestled in tall oak trees on the edge of the hill country, all the pleasures of the Lone Star State await you at Austin East KOA. To make your reservation, visit austineastkoa.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Listen to Talk 1370 anywhere with your Amazon Echo. Just ask Alexa to play Talk 1370. Now playing Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, Brendan Hartley. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. Brennan can come on anytime he likes. We should get yeah. him on, actually. Yeah, yeah we should. I'll, I'll see if I can reach out and get him. Uh, during the break, you probably heard the Sellers Brewery ad. And if you don't Ooh. know, we've Ooh. been doing a car show at Sellers Brewery the fourth Wednesday of every month. This month... It's going to be the 19th. It's going to be the 19th because of Christmas. But last, last week, it was awesome. It was the biggest show yet. We've only started this a month ago, and it's or what, four or five shows now. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. There was some amazing cars. The Citroen that was parked right out front. Oh, that was beautiful. That is Chris, amazing. the owner, was so, so into it. 
and uh, extremely knowledgeable. Obviously, it was a lot of fun. That's an amazing car. The technology that was in a car from 1969 or 70, something, something like that. Yeah, with the adjustable suspension. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the adjustable headlights and everything. That wacky there, thing. There were, it was crazy. There was a Porsche GT3. There was a Cobra. Oh, there was a uh, a Mini Cooper, and it was the oh, last yeah. year of the classic body style. Yeah. That you that everyone thinks of the right. original Mini Cooper, and it and it had seventy, excuse me, seven hundred. That's it. Miles. That's not. He hasn't even been out to the truck grocery yeah, store. That it. was brought up by Mosing Motorcars. Yeah, yeah. Mosing Motorcars. Yeah, you've heard him around the show. Awesome stuff. Great turn. And the bikes. Are, oh yeah, the bikes oh, are yeah. starting to show. And guys, y'all and gals. You folks with the bikes, y'all are absolutely invited. Uh, in fact, we 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 highly encourage you. Now, yeah. I want to turn to uh, while we've got. Uh, uh, two seconds. I want to quickly give you a rundown of what the W Series is because Hannah's calling in. Uh, it's basically they've got a list of 55 contenders who they've picked out of a group of, let's say, 100 drivers and have um, basically put that list out. Um, this whole concept, the championship itself, begins next year. Uh, it's got the likes of David Coulthard, uh, Adrian Newey, um, and Catherine Bonmuir, who is the CEO of this. There's a prize money of $1.5 million, uh, and there's no budget required to um, get involved. And they're going to have basically a runoff for the 55 contenders, uh, of which Hannah Zellers is one, and from that get an 18-card uh, grid for an F3 spec Tartus T318 uh, car, and they'll do six rounds in 2019. Uh, that's the idea. Um, like it or love it. Let's see. Let's let's find out what the girls have to say. Ha- Hannah's on the line. All right. We want to Hi, welcome. guys. How's it going? Good. good. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Are you guys having a good night? We're, now you're on the show, we're having it's a great better. night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Hannah, well, tell thank us. Thank you for having me. Sure. Nah, not at all. You bet. First off, tell us a little bit about what this weekend was like. I heard there was a lot of testing going on. Uh, testing this weekend? Yeah, I think some of the drivers were doing some testing. And so uh, uh, is that in preparation for it? Just just give us an idea about the lead up to being on this roster. Um, well, I mean, I haven't done any testing recently. The last time I was in a race car was in, uh, I think, October. Yeah, um, so we I saw you. Been, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, it, you know, they uh, kind of started the process uh, like a couple months ago where people were sending in uh, you know, their paperwork asking to be um, considered for the opportunity. Um, and just recently, within the last couple of weeks, we were um, kind of, we were told if we were going to be involved in the qualification process. And thankfully, I was actually able to be involved, which I'm really excited about. Um, and, you know, now we kind of have to prepare for, um, you know, fitness testing, uh, you know, on and off track uh, type evaluations uh which will be pretty interesting considering i haven't driven anything um since october and some other girls might be driving um a little more often than i am but i think it'll be an exciting challenge yeah i'm gonna say so let's talk about that you uh, we met in pittsburgh and then we, we saw you again obviously at kota and you've been doing f4 how's that gone because i remember when i first met you you were just getting into the car and you were like I'm just struggling at the back, you know, and you were very casual about it, and I laughed because you were, I loved your attitude, which was, you know what, I'm just giving this a go, see see how I'm going, but, uh, you, you know, you are you are very serious, I know, about uh, chasing this dream, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to find uh, an opportunity this year to be able to run. Um, for the past, like, year and a half, I was actually out of a ride for a pretty long time. Uh, and finally this year, I, like, in the middle of the season, it was like, all right, it's time to get back in a race car. Um, and the F4 thing kind of came up after I had been racing a little bit in IMSA in the LMP3 car. Um, and it was kind of like a, hey, like, let's go do this. We can get some extra seat time. Uh, we have the budget for it. So um, we did so. And, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a lot different than the LMP3 car because I kind of just I jumped straight into the car at um, Pittsburgh and was just kind of learning the car. Um, and, you know, the whole season we kind of struggled just with mechanical failures and other things that kind of would happen um, and even at Pittsburgh, like even learning the car, like I finally got in the rhythm of things and then I got rear ended in the race. So like I had to retire literally like in the first lap because my, my rear wing got ripped off. Um, but you know, getting to drive is obviously, and getting seat time is the most important thing. I'm going to say, do you, I mean, like you say, now you're getting prepared for 2019, whatever that holds. It could be the W Series. It could be another F4 campaign, I suppose. Do you do simulator work then? I mean, like you say, uh, you can't just jump in and, you know, hire a track out and call up Coder and go, hey, I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, so I actually just built a, um, a simulator. It's not like a, a high-tech simulator, but it's got a steering wheel and pedals and a, and a, uh, a TV screen, so it's it's decent. Um, but yeah, what, what's your spec? Because I'm uh, in the market. What, <laughs> can can you spec me out one? So what have, what have you got? Have you got the Logitech wheel, or have you got what have you got? Um, so I went and I invested, and I got uh, Fanatech stuff. I think that's oh right, Fa Fanatech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff, and I just thought, hey, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy this uh, and spend some money on it, I might as well get You're something right. that will probably last a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I realized it, it can soon add up. I'm, I'm doing the basics, but uh, I just feel like, you know, I'm not ever going to have, a, I'm not pretending I want to be a racing driver, but because this is now a big part and we talk to people like yourselves and we talk to people like Brennan Hartley, who effectively started their uh, career on a simulator for Mercedes, for example, uh, and now made it to the Dizzy Heights. Um, and so, you know, it's becoming a serious part of racing. So let's just go back to the W Series again. So what, where, where does it stand? So you you're on the list. I've seen the list. There's some, I know a few of the girls on it already. We've had Sabre Cook on the show. Uh, Tasman Pepper's been a friend of mine in, over the years. I've seen her race. Shay Holbrook uh, was Shea in Holbrook, a couple yeah. of times, yeah. Um, what's, I mean, when you look at that list, what do you see? I see a lot of uh, talented females that I'm going to be going up against. And honestly, like, it's crazy how um, this series has really brought, brought together so many fem female racers that... I didn't even know existed. Like there was a lot of, you know, a lot of the girls from the USA that I, you know, knew because they're from my country, but there's so many names out there that I didn't, I had no idea like even existed. So I think it's cool how they're bringing all these girls kind of out of like the woodworks that nobody even um, would know that they are out there. Um, you know, I would go, I would say that they're kind of like the underdogs. Like I, I refer to myself as an underdog because, you know, I kind of just popped out of nowhere and I kept working out my career and, you know, I just never took no for an answer and I wanted to race so badly that I, I did that. You know, I didn't really have anybody in my family that was racing or anything. I kind of just made this decision when I was really young, like, 
I'm going to be a race car driver. Like, I'm going to do it. So. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a second, Hannah, because now we've met you. <laughs> and I see your character. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hang on a minute. Sales. Mom, I want to be on the swim team. Mom, I want to be on the netball team. What the heck? How, how did that go? Now, am I right in saying you grew up in Indianapolis? So um, I'm actually near Notre Dame, so okay. a lot more north. Yeah. So tell me, so, so tell me how that came to be. Why my motor racing? I mean, obviously, I know that uh, if you if you're from that era, you'll have heard of the 500, and, and you'll have been aware growing up. But if your parents weren't racers, so how did that connection become? How did you get? Why did you start think of that in the first place? Well, so they weren't. My dad actually did do um, some like SCCA stuff, but he never really like took it professionally. So when yeah. I say like my family isn't like a racing family, they're not like a well known racing family it was more kind of just like a hobby thing and um my my mom and my dad they put me into a go-kart when I was young because I they say I had a lot of boy energy and I wouldn't ever calm down so they're like all right <laughs> we're gonna put her into a go-kart so hopefully she'll calm down <laughs> I guess I didn't work that well was an expensive sports. mistake on that part <laughs> I'm not calling it yeah, a mistake yeah. I won't go there no that was a that may, may, hey may turn out to be a very very good thing to do yeah, no, I'm definitely very thankful that they, they did do that because I don't think my life would have been as interesting and cool as it is now. <laughs> What's been the hardest thing then? You've come up through the ranks, you've done karting, um, you've done a bit of LMP3. Uh, and he, I mean, even F4 is, is still a very junior um, thing. This car that they're expecting you to drive if you do the W Series um, is going to be another big step up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the hardest thing, um, when it comes to racing is definitely like finding funding to be able to go, uh, actually race. Um, I would say like, you know, obviously the F4 stuff, like anybody can run it, but there's definitely like a lot of younger kids in it. Um, so I would, I was a little older, um, in comparison to everyone else. Um, but are you 21 now? Really... Sorry. How old are you now? 21? 21. Yeah. Yep. I'm 21. <laughs> But you, like you say, you're uh, yeah. up against a lot of 15 and 16 year olds, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're you know they're super talented, um, and it's really it's crazy how um, much younger everyone's starting in racing. Like age, age isn't really a factor anymore. Like I just saw something come out about like a late model series that people can enter and they can be like 13 or something like that. I'm not sure if that's oh, correct. But <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, another girl I met this this year in Trans Am was Natalie Decker. She's on that list. Um, and you're right. Yeah. There, I, you, I, I, I do. I, I, I looked at that list the same way you did and went, "Wow!" I heard of Jamie Chadwick. I'd heard of you know a few of these Saber Cook we had on the show. But um, you know, and yourself. It, 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 but but it suddenly makes you realize a how much talent there is out there and the diverseness of of that talent and what they're racing in around the world. We've got Chinese drivers. We've got Americans. We've got uh, Brits. Uh, it's a really interesting. Uh, South Africans. Um, but what about the negative side? I mean, I, I interviewed, we had uh, Sophia, uh, Sophia Flush on the show, uh, and, and you know what happened, sadly, I was at Macau, and she had a massive crash, but I'd interviewed her before, and I did directly ask her about the W Series, and she said, I just want to race against the best, and right now the boys are the best. And I thought that was a, a really good answer. Um, what, when I say that to you, what, do you, what about the negativity of putting all the girls in the same bag, as it were, and, and making it almost a negative, and that you have to do this series because it's the only way um, you're going to get recognized? Right. Yeah. So I just want to uh, first start out with saying that I, I'm glad that Sophia's um, okay yeah, after that. Are, yeah. That was 
that was definitely um, pretty scary to watch. Um, and I'm really glad that she was able to, um, to I guess, get on the process to start to mend. Um, yeah, but with the W Series, um, you know, I, I had been racing, uh, you know, LMP3 this year, and I was, you know, the lone female. Like, I was the only... I was the only girl racing in the series. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people are having kind of like a hard time, like taking a step back and like kind of looking at the intent of the series itself. Like they want to, um, they want to be able to let these girls train and get ready to race um, and actually have seat time. Cause a lot of these girls, they don't have the funding to, to race. So, the more time you spend out of the car, you know, the harder it's going to be when you finally get the opportunity to be in a car. And they're giving this opportunity to people that, that definitely need it. Um, and they also believe that, uh, men and women should compete. Well, uh, they should compete together, which I, that is also my belief. Um, but this is a way to kind of help push these girls through the ranks that are kind of running into this, this barrier that usually, starts with uh, not having the funding to actually move forward with what they want. And what about the timing of it? When when would you get a chance for some seat time and when would you get a chance to, to, to you know, to get amongst it? Um, in the W Series? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I know the, off and, the uh, on and off track stuff would be the first thing, um, but I'm not 100% sure uh, what happens after that. Okay. Yeah. Can you well, stay with us? Yeah, Hannah, could you stay through the break? we got to take a quick break. Yep. Yeah, well, hold on, Hannah. We'll get back to this because there's a lot more to this story. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's such right, a, it's, it's one of the most popular stories out there in motorsports right now. But all right, let's go ahead and take a break. You listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin, and we'll be back after this message. All right, we want to welcome back to the show Sean Walker with Haggerty Insurance. And today we're going to talk about 80s, 90s cars, maybe start off with a Honda S2000. I think they start, They came out with those in 1999 and went on. Yeah, so it was a late 90s car. Yeah. Um, but there was a significant sale on Bring a Trailer um, just this past week. Uh, one went for $48,000. Wow. Honda S2000. Now, I mean, like zero miles? What are you talking here? Well, that car is becoming more and more collectible. We're seeing a lot of following for the car. It's a great track car and it's you know it's uh iconic for the movie fast and the furious the, the original um this 99 car was red with the black interior oh, which classic. is very very sought after in that market as well as only having about a thousand miles that's what it. i was guessing yep. Gee. yeah factory warranty <laughs> not <laughs> included still under, still under factory just warranty. about yeah i was trying to think of other cars in that era uh that are still attainable like maybe the toyota supras okay. of, you know that generation which i guess would be is that the second gen i remember the, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. the second-gen Supra right now, those are almost already unattainable. They are. They're really climbing, and there's a few of those. That's one of the cars that was uh, very quick on its own, and then everybody started, started swapping engines. Well, they're fun. They're fast, and yeah. they're, you know you can get them around a corner and go sideways in them if you, if you want to do that. Um, but that's the swing of the market, fun, fast. Um, we're looking at more of a driver-type car person, people that want to go out and actually drive the cars, hit a track, go do a road course, go 
go do a tour in uh, in a cool area rather than um, your you know parking lot car shows. Now the market is swinging to the '80s and '90s cars. So like your IROC Z28 car, you guys remember this? That yeah, oh yeah, sure, absolutely yeah. fantastic car. It's going up in value. We're seeing uh, Volkswagen Bugs even that are crazy mass produced. <laughs> We're seeing those sell like hotcakes and really get the prices that they're asking for. 944s, I bet, fit in there. 944s are in there as well. So we're seeing that the younger car person, the introductory car person, always going to look at the closest era they can get to and it be attainable right now. That's the 80s and the 90s. I got a good one for you. How about the Mustang SVO? A little turbo uh, four-cylinder they <laughs> made. Usually made about 8,000 a year. Yeah, yeah, but they but they made as much horsepower as the five-liter roughly at during that time. So that was a cool, that'd be a cool good-looking car. Be, if you can get if you one can, of those, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, really hot right now are Japanese cars Japanese coming Netflix, in. Yeah. So I'm thinking the Mazda RX-7, the third generation, was such a fun car. Mm-hmm. It was a great track-worthy car, especially with the R-Spec, uh, which was usually identified by the rear spoiler on it. There were a handful of those around town that uh, were just unique and different enough, and they were really fast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, RX-7s, uh, early Mazdas, like you said, Japanese import cars. Uh, we see a lot of gray market cars coming in now. Um, and, you know, like a turbine engine, you're not going to go wrong with, really, yeah. when it comes to collectability. If you can find one of those, you're good to go. Yeah, I had a I had an 86, which was the first year of that generation. And then I had an 88 convertible. I had a couple nice. of those RX-7s. But, I just yeah. remember the deep, deep clutch on those. Yeah. I, the, the standout thing to me was the uh, the red line buzzer. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was at like 7,500 or something. Yeah. Way up there. I don't remember. because you heard it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Beautiful. Sean Walker with the Haggerty Insurance. We appreciate it. And we'll uh, talk to you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Michael Zweiback, driver of the number two discount tire Porsche. Welcome to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Hannah, we um, we got Hannah Zellers on the phone right now, and we're talking about her going to the W Series. I got to ask you, Hannah, what do you drive every day? <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, I actually am driving a manual Subaru Impreza. Yeah, oh, nice. nice. Hannah, I can't tell you how excited we are because I've asked, uh, the first time I asked Alexander Rossi what he was driving, <laughs> he said, uh, he pa- paused Silverado and him did not, and he, yeah, he's driving a pickup truck. And I was like, okay. Silverado. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a pickup <laughs> truck. It was my dad's, you know. <laughs> yeah. But well, yes, yeah. glad to hear you're driving a stick shift, somewhat cool yeah. car, right? Subi, hey, you're, you're <laughs> okay. in with uh, Graham. Uh, Graham Rahal and yeah. Connor Daly. Connor Daly drives a, were, a souped up Subaru. I think they were in a more of a contest of blowing up motors to <laughs> yeah. beat each other for a while there. <laughs> All right, let, let me ask you a different question. Uh, we're five years from now. You've just won the Indy 500. You beat Alonzo <laughs> to the line, which is well done. Um, first woman to win the 500. Awesome. Uh, Alonzo's what are you, what, still what trying. Are you, yeah, is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna buy if you had you know limited budget, unlimited budget? Yeah. Oh boy. What's your um, dream car? I think I would. I, I would buy a Porsche. Yeah. I really like Porsches. Good girl. <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're you know obviously very well built and they're fast. Um, I don't, and I'm actually an instructor at the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta, and I've kind of just starting to got a, like a love for them just because I'm around them every day, yeah, and yeah. I'm starting to kind of respect them. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. All right. All right. Well, so I'm coming to see him. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> well, can we do a road trip, Speed City road trip to uh, to come and see uh, Hannah and get us get us some uh, uh, lap times? It'd be awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's do it. You guys will do some uh, drifting. They actually have this, uh, this circle that has running water going across it. So you right. can go and drift, <laughs> uh, course, uh, drift I love it. around it. <laughs> well, listen, you know, you made a good point before, which was this is only a six-round championship, and that still means, and, and you may not even make the 18, you know that. Um, but So the point is, you're not giving up on your aspirations. You're going to race hard with the boys, um, but this is just another option. You don't have to pay for your entry, which again, um, you know, is going to be a real plus. So do you see this as just another option uh, in your progression? Right, yeah. And I think it's uh, definitely something that I can use to kind of <clears throat> help me in my career because obviously the more seed time I get, the better. Um, and I really like the idea that they're kind of putting um, <clears throat> a spotlight on talented female drivers around the world that, um, you know, people didn't even know about. Um, they like even before they had um, before they start when they started this whole process, they didn't even know I existed. Like I was yeah. introduced um, to uh, one of the guys that was in charge uh, through a friend of mine, and he's like, I, you know, I've never even heard your name before. And I'm like, Yeah, I kind of like you know, kind of fell off the world for like a year and a half, and then I'm I'm back. Like I, you know, have an opportunity, and um, I'm racing again. And then I kind of just you know, just happened. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's something I see as uh, more, more seat time and a way to kind of perfect my skills because, you know, obviously the more seat time you get, the better. And it just really, that's important. That's one thing that I've dealt with as, you know, with uh, trying to find funding. It's like, you know, you, you race one race and it's really hard to get up to speed because you're not driving as much as everyone else. So it, it kind of just takes the burden off of worrying about that. And, you know, being able to be confident in yourself. Yeah. I, I, it irks the heck out of me, though. It just It's such a big market that's never been tapped into. Women in motorsport, uh, when I think of the, the, the blue, blue chip uh, products, for example, that are, that are female only, uh, whether it be clothing, whether it be jewelry, anything um, that is just what? female related, I'm just so surprised that no one's picked up on what, I mean, you know, you see someone like Lindsay Vaughn, who is a household name, uh, okay, and, she, and she's a badass, no question about it, and she's achieved a lot as an Olympian, but I mean, so marketable, uh, and you've seen what Danica's done, I mean, she made more merchandise than anybody uh, in Indy when she was in Indy. Um, and so it can be done, and it's just surprised me. I mean, she got GoDaddy, and that was great. Um, but it is a struggle. For, uh, for every female I've spoken to, they say it's a real struggle to get money. Why is it, do you think? Um, honestly, that's a really good question, and I ask myself that every day. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's really a good question because I, I really, truly don't know the answer to that. Um, but I do. I think the W Series has done a good job in – um, trying to make steps toward fixing that because there's, again, so many talented female drivers sitting on the sidelines that should be driving right now, and they're not due to funding. Yeah. It yeah. really is. And and Hannah, let me preempt this. This is the last. I don't want anybody else to think somebody else said this. I have three <laughs> daughters. One of them will be your tire changer at the drop of a hat. <laughs> but But here's my thought. What I'd really like to see along Jonathan's comments is women's products. And, you know, when uh, years ago, there were several women in drag racing all at one point. We had Colorado Rocky Candies. We had all these things. And I was like, where is Maybelline? Yeah. Quite honestly. <laughs> How, you know, where is something that y'all really put well, passion into buying 
why aren't y'all out here getting this collective audience heck, that's... Heck, head and shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> who, was it, who was it, Colette Davis that did the Kia commercials? Yes, that she's been getting some flying? big exposure uh, of late. Have you seen those commercials, Hannah? Yeah, yeah, I know Paulette. She's yeah. a super sweet girl. No, I, I saw those commercials. I think they're awesome. Yeah, I've worked with her in the um, in the Rallycross series when it was uh, GRC. Um, she didn't come to the ARX this year, and I was wondering what she's doing, and obviously then she pops out in this commercial. Going um, airborne. Going Don't airborne. do that in a Porsche, but please. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think, to be honest, I think that that was a real positive, too, because... You know, they just introduced her as professional racing driver, Colette Davis, and it's like, you know, it's a much more acceptable... and it, In other words, like the times, as Bob would say, are a-changing, <laughs> because I do think, it, it, you, you know, you, you guys are getting finally um, appreciated. Um, there's been some flag bearers. Um, you know, Lynn St. James, I've talked to her about this. She's uh, worked hard. Uh, I've been in motorcycle racing, and the girls have a similar story there, but, th but they're starting to make some inroads. Um, you know, and why not? I think, it, like I said, I think it's a it's a real part of the market that it, that has been missed. Right. Yeah. No, I agree, and I I just I think a lot of uh, female beauty products and things like that don't come into racing because if you think about it, mostly people that are watching racing are going to be the male are are mostly males. They're you know not a ton of uh, girls are very much interested in in racing except the ones that are you know, obviously want to be race car drivers um, or whatever. Like I look at my, my Instagram, like uh, analytics to show me and it can show you like oh, yeah. my following <laughs> and like how many are male versus female and literally like 80% male follow me and uh, like 20% uh, female follow me. So I thought it'd be uh, higher than that. Again, I'm the father yeah. of three daughters and I, let me just say, I can see why the males are following you as well as your talent. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's well, a, but, but yeah, but that's the, but like you say, on the one hand, you want to capitalize. On the other hand, you do want to encourage, um, you know, little twelve and thirteen year old girls to say, yeah, you too can do this, um, you know. And uh, Danica, right or wrong, did not do a lot of time and energy into that sort of thing, and right. I know firsthand um, that she didn't. Um, and and I was kind of saddened by that because she could have been a real flag bearer. Um, but so be it. She's done what she did, and she's done well. Uh, and she certainly she made a buttload of money for it. Yeah, she was good for the sport in a lot of ways. Um, but she didn't give a lot back to certainly young girls coming up. I know that. Gotcha. Yeah. And maybe in her new career because she's she's branching out in a bunch of stuff, you know. And now she's you know she is a household name, no question. And the GoDaddy sponsorship continues, and she's you know she's doing all sorts of stuff. And, and you know what, Hannah, I got to say this because this list is only fifty five women around the world. Around the world, there's eight from the United States, and one of fifty five. That's you know we haven't we talked about it. Hey, it's cool to be invited, but that's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm. I didn't even know there was 55. I really only <laughs> could probably name like maybe 15 off the top of my head. So I just think it's pretty, pretty cool that um, they, you know, we're meeting all these. I mean, we're literally all going to meet and we're going to meet all these girls from all over the world that I didn't even know existed, but are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing, um, which is pretty cool. And I just, I think I, I support anything that, um, you know, supports uh, females, you know, in racing, that want to go to Formula One, if they want to be a mechanic, they want to be an engineer, they want to be in charge of a team, all that is important. And I think that's something uh, that's something that the W Series definitely stands for, which I, I support. 
Have they set the circuits where they're going to – I know they're saying European circuits. It's going to be six European circuits. I'm not yeah, sure they exactly. said which circuit. Have you heard that, Hannah? Um, yeah, I actually looked at some of them. I think uh, there's uh, – uh, I'm probably going to say these wrong, just going to say that. Um, but Hockingheim. Yeah, Hockingheim, that's, that's right. Isn't that? Yeah, yeah, and then Zolder. Yep. Um, Brands Hatch. Yeah. Yeah, those are like the three that stand out in my mind right now. But I, I literally just uh, had the list like. Well, if it's any consolation, I got it. my first autograph at Brands Hatch when I was four years old, and it was Leia Lombardi, a female F. Uh, she was actually F2 at the time, but she was one of the first ever. She was a pioneer, and I got her autograph. So that was at Brands Hatch. You'll enjoy Brands Hatch. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> so how realistic is this, Chance? I mean, you're on a list. That's all right now. Um, and it's great to have you talking about it. Uh, and we, like I said, we had Saber on earlier uh, before before October. Um, she's on that list. What, what, what do you think of the chances? Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, there's really, there's a lot of talented girls in that, in that pool. So, um, you know, only 18 of us make it. So, you know, if I don't make it, you know, that's just the way it is because there's so much talent on that list. Um, it's going to be, I would imagine it would be a difficult thing to, you know, obviously have to pick those, pick through everybody because everyone has so many great things about them. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll lay down the gauntlet. If you make that list of 18, we'll, you can have Speed City. We'll, we will go out and search for sponsors for we'll you. More, <laughs> yeah. We might ask for a little sticker somewhere on the back end, of the, you know, on the <laughs> wing or something. But um, I'm serious. I, I think it's a fantastic thing you're doing. And having met you and, and seen your enthusiasm for this sport, I love the fact that you don't come from a racing family and you probably shot the heck out of them when you went racing. But uh, it's great that you're doing yeah. what you're doing. And I, I really, uh, please keep us informed uh, what you're doing. Uh, come on the show anytime and especially when you uh, start getting into a tra training situation or yeah we want to hear as you're yeah. going through it yeah let's just follow and check in once in a while how's yeah, that that sounds good to me yeah no that that sounds great um so will you, you know, try to do f4 as well fine. um i'm not exactly sure what uh, next year looks like for me right now i'm kind of looking at all all options uh i might not have anything and i might have something so it's kind of we're all we're trying to work you know, put things in the works um, at the moment, obviously trying to find funding, find sponsors. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys help me find sponsors, I'll, you know, you can come hang out with me if I make it to the 500. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that'd be go. good. And I've actually hung out the, uh, say, careful, hung out the 500. Rossi said that too. No, <laughs> Pippa Man, I've hung out of the Indy 500 with her many a year and she's great. She's great value. And I tell you what, you want to meet somebody who works hard, uh, get get you get yourself m meeting with uh, Pippa because she's one of the hardest workers in terms of raising money, and, and I think she's done an awesome job every time for the five hundred. Is there people that you look up to in the racing world? Is there a driver, whether it may, may male or female, that you, you go, "That's the guy. That's the girl I want to be like." Yeah, um, I definitely look up to uh, Catherine Legg a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's awesome. She's a Brit, yeah, you know. Catherine. She's British, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. We actually we met um, at a test one time, and we kind of we just like hit it off because she kind of uh, has like a similar background to me. Like she didn't come from much, and she's really had to pave her way to um, you know to get up to where she is. Um, and I just, I admire the fact that she can just jump into anything and just absolutely, 
um, knock it out of the park. So yeah, I just, she, she, I really, I respect her for that. I know I interviewed her at Detroit when she won there, and she is, she is absolutely factory driving and kicking ass right now. Oh, and, and yeah. jumping in that Delta wing when she did that—that yeah, yeah. that was impressive. I mean, yeah, she's been in everything. I think now. Well, yeah, no, she's she's good. Hannah Zellers, we thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to be following you and well, let's your find social out. media. We, we, what is a social? Yeah, media? what's your social and all? How do people follow you? Um, it's really easy. Like my Instagram and my Twitter are literally just my name. So at Hannah Zellers. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Hannah, best of luck. And yeah. like we said, we want to keep track of what happens this year. So stay in touch with us, and we really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck. Will do, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, on. Hannah. Happy you Christmas. Bet. Travel safe. You All said right. that about Alexander Rossi, and, and he, he, <laughs> I did. It's hard to get him on the show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stood with him in the winter circle. That was close. Yeah, but no, right. you're right. And you know, Hannah could very well be the, on that same trail. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin. You know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dan Easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at MotoAustin.com. The Austin East KOA Campground. Just 15 minutes from Circuit of the Americas and downtown Austin, and just two minutes from the Travis County Expo Center and Central Texas Fishing in Decker Lake. Featuring amenities for every style of camping, from tent sites to luxury RV pull-throughs and cabins, plus a pool, showers, and laundry. Nestled in tall oak trees on the edge of the hill country, all the pleasures of the Lone Star State await you at Austin East KOA. To make your reservation, visit austineastkoa.com. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers does it ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. The right choice. Hi, I'm Mike Brewer from Wheeler Dealers on Velocity Channel, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back to the show. All right, let's talk a little Formula One. I've got some breaking news, guys. Hold on. Breaking Uh-oh. news? Uh-oh. Breaking news. What? Ba-dee, 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 ba-dee. Lance Stroll is a Force India driver. No way. <laughs> Gosh. Was that the most anticlimactic breaking news you've ever heard this week? I, I, I lost I, that bit. Hey, listen, I'm st- the jury's still out for me. I would not want to drive for my dad uh, yeah, this in is... a business. He's one of the most successful businessmen 
you know, the world has ever seen. He's a multi-billionaire, and um, now <laughs> his fortune rides. He must. He must clearly think his son's got it. But that be to be fair to Lance, um, I think the, the 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 figure of eighty million was bandied about about how he got him to that Williams seat alone. Uh, that said, the boy done good because every championship he's been in, including the one I saw him in in Toyota Racing Series, F3, Italian yeah. F4, he's won every series he's been in. And I want to throw your words back at you because you said this I can't countless time in the last mm, right. ten years is that the the difference in the drivers. Yeah, you know, there, there's so, you put them in the right car at the right time, and they're going to do pretty good. I mean, if you had to say. In a Formula One situation, how much is the driver? How much is the car? I mean, it's very heavily weighted towards the car. Well, you know, so and by the way, let me just remind you of the battle in pink that we saw for the last two years between Ocon and Perez. Now, uh-huh. Perez is not going to give this young man, father or no father, any love whatsoever. He's a $4 million uh, shareholder with dad. Uh, so he has some clout, and he's also a very, very face, uh, fast racing driver. And I, that battle between those two, if Stroll is going to make it in Formula <laughs> One, it's going to be this next year how he, how he stands up against Perez. Yeah, we thought that last year was, <laughs> was an interesting battle between the four senior drivers. This will get even better. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Hey, I want to say now, speaking of, of that seat, is that let's talk about we've got the, uh, we've got the grid set, as it's set, uh, and such. The yep. full grid for, for 2019 is set now. I mean, it's a, a crazy that we've been talking about this year. I'm just going to run down it. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas for Mercedes, Vettel and Leclerc for Ferrari, Verstappen and Gasly for Red Bull, Ricardo and Hulkenberg for Renault, Grosjean and Magnussen for Haas, Sainz and Lando Norris for McLaren, Sergio Perez, Lance Stroll, Daniel Kvyat, and Ad Alban for Toro Rosso. Yep. And Raikkonen and Giovinazzi for Giovinazzi. Yep. For, yep. I can even say it. So, yeah, yeah. And Antonio. Russell, George Russell, and Robert Kubica for Williams. It's interesting. This is going to be an interesting year. It's, yeah, there's a lot of good. Like I said, the way to look at Formula One next year is to look at the pairings, Haas included, um, because I think, you know, you wipe the slate clean. Look at what Magnussen against Ro- Grosjean. They both had a different year. Uh, Kubica up against uh, George Russell. Very different approaches, very different ages. Um, will it be nurture and nature, nature or will it be head to head regardless of how good the Williams is you know um, so I think there'll be a lot of good battles to watch between the drivers uh, Toro Rosso for example absolutely McLaren new lineup oh, yeah, there yeah. you know um, very interesting so it's going to be an interesting year yeah it's going to be crazy to watch all this stuff I'm I, so excited already just because there's so much there's so much new that's not even talking about the new arrow rules too Hamilton, by the way, I've got to give you a couple of stories. He won the Driver of the Year and the International Driver of the Year. No surprise after Auto what was, uh, the Autosport Awards. But, but then he, he's got bigger gonads than I thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, he, he really does. Listen to this. He has been out on a world superbike. Uh, he's, he, he, he has been out on a world superbike. <laughs> with Vandermark and Alex Lowe's. Now, I wouldn't even go for a drink with Alex Lowe's. He's, <laughs> he's dangerous news, and I know him. Uh, the Pat- the present Paddy Yamaha team, and he is a, he's a badass. <laughs> and he fell off. Even yeah, better. So they gave him, say. Say. He gave him a full-on world superbike. This is Lewis Hamilton right. at Hareth, one of the actual superbike venues, and one of the hardest circuits in the world, which he probably knows because he's tested there. But even so, to be out on track, and there's a picture of him on Twitter going, hey, thanks for a nice couple of days. with the, And uh, there's a hookup 
up, of course, with Monster Energy. But wow. I mean, this is like Tom Brady saying, I'm going to go do some parachuting. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the team's got to well, be just... Well, th- that was the first thing that I thought of. Toto Wolf's not going to be very happy. Oh, yeah. Slamming, his, slamming off a motorcycle. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I guarantee you there's a but few people But that's the second upset. time he's been out on oh, a yeah. bike. Yeah, yeah. And crashed. Yeah. He was went out with he went out with Crutchlow, didn't he? In, in uh, well, that's where he learned to crash. Crutchlow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're going to say Crutchlow can teach him that. <laughs> oh, sister! But um, yeah, he went out and, and then he went out uh, with the Pata Yamaha team, um, who I know very well. Um, and uh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, next uh, year we talk about things. Looking forward to the, the number one thing on my list is easy. And that is IndyCar coming to Austin. Oh, God, yes. I mean, that's that's just a no-brainer for me, the easiest. Absolutely. And, and you know, I was talking to somebody about Formula One cars, you know, how, like what is Formula One cars versus IndyCars and the comparison. And the way I look at it is that I, I, they say, well, couldn't Formula One change to be more like Indy? And I'm like, I don't want that. No, no. I want I, they're because different they're, sports. They're different sports, and I th- here's a good comparison. I think, and that is the NFL and college football. Right. Because think about the NFL; it's the best of the best. I mean, like you think of the NFL. Like I was watching an NFL game, and I saw you know when you see a tipped ball, a quarterback, you go in the NFL. You go somebody's going to intercept yeah, that. Yeah. Everyone is so fast. Yeah. It is the game is played at such a high level that ball will never hit the ground. You figure tipped balls, about half of them get intercepted because it's the fastest, the very best. And in Formula One, we want that technology. Yeah, it, it can make for some boring racing a little bit. Yeah. But like when Jimmy Johnson got in right. that car, it's like he's flipping out because the G-forces and the braking. Mm-hmm. And so you, I want my Formula One to be the best of the best of the best of engineering and for sure and drivers also. But IndyCar is so different. It is kind of like college football because college football can be a lot more fun to watch than NFL. So I, I don't know. I'm, that's... That's uh, just my. I thought of that comparison today. No, 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 that's a good call. Tis the season to be merry, and I want everybody to be inspired by two young men, uh, Robert Wickens. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you're all looking at his recovery. He's been tweeting out. He's been ra- racing wheelchairs with Hinge. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what a what a brave young man to do what he's doing. And Billy Munger is the other one. Yeah, no legs, and he had an, uh, an extraction test at Abu Dhabi the other week. And I, and again, that was on Twitter, and it shows him leaping out of the car and using the halo. The halo actually is useful because. He, he yeah, can use, he out, use yeah. the hells out, get out. But he was out in a jot. And I just think about it in the Christmas season. You want to be inspired? Everybody talks about the glamour of, uh, of, of motor racing drivers. Hey, those, those are two guys fighting against the odds, but doing it. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Check us out on our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. And we will talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.